Christian Crucis, Dermicis Nostris, Liber Nostris Nostra, in nome Patris et Filius per Sancti, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord, we ask you on this occasion of the solemnity of all saints, we ask you, where do you want me to change so that I could take significant steps in reaching that goal of sanctity, of holiness. And one of the incentives of beginning again in my struggle to be a saint are these celebrated words of St. Maria in his homily toward holiness. In order to bring peace, genuine peace to souls, in order to transform the earth, and to seek God our Lord in the world and through the things of the world, personal sanctity is indispensable. Lord, I ask you to increase our faith, increase my faith that on my own, you've revealed that it is impossible. Without me, you could do nothing. You want to be a saint, well, without me, you can't do it. But I could do all things in him who strengthens me. And what is this sanctity all about but allowing our Lord to grow in us? St. Maria, our father, says, that we need to be other Christs, Christ himself. Kind of paraphrases St. Paul's teaching. It is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. We invoke the Holy Spirit so that we be enlightened to glean a personal message from today's gospel, the gospel for the Solemnity of All Saints consists of the Beatitudes, the Eight Beatitudes. And these are the first words of Jesus' first recorded sermon, the first segment of his Sermon on the Mount. And it is focused on, more or less, our relationship with others breaks down what he will say at the end of his life, to love as I have loved, what does that consist of? And in these Beatitudes, I would say that there's almost a twofold message here, because on our own, these are the perfection of the Mosaic Law, the eight Beatitudes. St. John Paul says it kind of reveals a portrait of the heart of our Lord, the face of our Lord. 
And if we get these eight Beatitudes right, we are ready to join that array of saints uh, that we are commemorating today. Our Lord talks about here the formation of the heart, that these are sentiments of, of Jesus Christ. And how do I reach these sentiments? I want to quote from Pope Francis in his exhortation on the joy of the gospel. He says something interesting, not absolutely new, but this conviction has to be sustained by our own constantly renewed experience of savoring Christ's friendship and his message. It is impossible to persevere in a fervent evangelization unless we are convinced from personal experience that it is not the same thing to have known Jesus as not to have known him. Not the same thing to walk with him as to walk blindly. Not the same thing to hear his word as not to know it. And not the same thing to contemplate him, to worship him, and to find our peace in him as not to. A true missionary who never ceases to be a disciple knows that Jesus walks with him, speaks to him, breathes with him, works with him. He senses Jesus alive with him in the midst of the missionary enterprise. And lastly, unless we see him present at the heart of our apostolate or evangelization, our enthusiasm soon wanes and we are no longer sure of what it is that we are handing on. We lack vigor and passion. A person who is not convinced, enthusiastic, certain, and in love will convince nobody. And these beatitudes of identifying with the sufferings of others, of having a meek demeanor, developing meek responses, meek attitudes, that hunger to get the gospel to everybody, that spirit of understanding, of compassion, of mercy, that self-giving to our Lord and to others that is propelled by having a single focused heart that we call holy purity in the form of a joyful affirmation, the ability to accept the cross on and on and on, to exude peace. What you're telling me, Lord, all the time, but especially now, that the culture is not adept at understanding, at least on an informational level or an academic level, the rudimentary truths of Catholicism, whether it's the dogma or the, the moral teachings. And so our Lord is saying in his very first sermon, He's giving the big picture, and he's saying that the individual has to be the message. That to speak about Christ, I need to have the sentiments of Christ. And the key idea here is the intention of, of the Father, is this centrality of Christ, because as I make him central, i got to work at it. It's grace, but I need to work at it. I need to struggle. I need to exercise faith that it's working, even if the emotions don't reinforce 
those lofty sentiments, even if I don't notice any change, even if I don't have maybe tangible evidence, well, I'm falling more in love. As, and we take to heart what our Father says, as long as I'm struggling, that is a sign of life, struggling, seeking him, seeking that friendship. And we notice well, through this long exhortation on basically the new evangelization, where Pope Francis says that uh, it's, it's urgent that the message and the messenger be the same reality. That when they hear the disciple of Christ, the follower of Christ speak, or they encounter a disciple of Christ, in our case, whether we're hanging out with a friend or we are overseeing an apostolic initiative or we're giving uh, some form of formation, are the authority of being a disciple of Christ is paramount here. Because this, this joy of Christ, this peace of Christ, this affection of Christ is a language, is a common language that even a secularized culture can understand. Even a culture that is marked by an absence of knowledge of Christ and marked by an absence of belief, let alone knowledge, in the natural law. Reading, as I mentioned before, it's a long book, this, this uh, DYA, and uh, pre-Civil War, it's kind of interesting. And, and university students of the early 30s are probably not that different than university students of you know, the 21st century. In the 30s, they didn't look at their smartphones. They didn't have it. But the same, very similar. And a number of these uh, young men were, or most of them were kind of green when it came to spiritual life. Best, uh, they were cultural Catholics. That's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, showed up for mass on Sunday. Perhaps said some prayers before bedtime. But they would meet them. Friends would bring people to. At that time, Don Jose Maria. Now Saint Jose Maria. And they would many times instantaneously want to get together and just reveal their whole life. In those days, it was customary to have diaries. So one young man said, you know, wow, I've never opened up my heart in my whole life as I did with Don Jose Maria. Or another young man didn't even 
no one ever explained what spiritual direction was. So he attends a meditation. And uh, after things over, he pulls him aside and said, listen, I, I'd like you to uh, give me spiritual direction. So that was sort of a common experience. People would want to open up, want to connect with him. And I would venture a guess, yes, sanctification of ordinary life was something new. New, but as old as the gospel itself. As old as the hidden life of Christ and of St. Joseph and of Our Lady. But nevertheless, it was a novelty. But that's not what moved them. So far in the book, no one's yet said, well, you know, he gave some insights on, on sanctification of ordinary work, and it changed my life after hearing these insights on sanctification of ordinary work, albeit very important. But step number one was the experience these young people had of this joy, of this affection, this humanity, easy to talk to. It's a twofold process, poor in spirit, mourn, meekness, mercy, peace, purity, long-suffering, these virtues that characterize these, these beatitudes. Step number one, it's two-stepfold, two-step process. I need to walk with you, Lord, more intimately. I need, with your grace, I need to be more focused on you. The Holy Father, again, he, he says that um, we can lose that apostolic zeal, that conviction, that enthusiasm to love. We could grow stale if we don't walk with him. So this, I, I think the wrong response to the Beatitudes would be, well, i got to work on these points. Well, obviously, we don't dispute that. Of course, we've got to work on it. But it is, okay, i got to deal with him because this is basically his life. So I need to walk with you. I want to be able to say, well, I'm a sinner, but I am trying to be madly in love with you. I'm trying to fall more in love with you. I'm trying to be more focused on you. And Lord, the Lord, Holy Spirit, help us do that. Because that's his task. It's to insert us more deeply in that heart of Christ. That I live more on your words. That I look at you more in the Eucharist, Lord. That I deal with you more with my heart, even if my heart feels dry. I need to walk with you more. And that they do notice the difference. What's different about you? Well, I walk with Christ. I look at Christ. 
I deal with Christ. I'm a vessel of clay. And the Holy Father says, that there's got to be a difference in knowing him and not knowing him, walking with him and not walking with him, dealing with him as opposed to not dealing with him, which is very compatible with naturalness. As a matter of fact, it's naturalness at its best. Grace does not violate nature, it perfects it. That my vocation, though on one level it's very countercultural, on the other level, it awakens a bit of fascination, a natural fascination, not a melodramatic fascination. This person is in love. This person has an uncanny ability to love, but in a very human way, not in a contrived way or a natural way or a weird way, but commensurate with our personality, with our character traits. We are who we are, but putting on him. And that we make Jesus Christ real. That's what the Beatitudes are saying. The message has to be the messenger. Because we could have sometimes um, doubt, well, can I really walk with him? And, and the Holy Father says, seek him then hungrily. Seek him within yourselves with all your strength. And that's what I want to do. Well, what step can I make, Lord? Enlighten me, Holy Spirit. What's my next step in seeking you with all my strength? And to help me take to heart and not to be skeptical of the saints. And St. Josebria qualifies it, you know, canonizable saints, you know, the real deal. What should I do? If you act with determination, I am ready to guarantee that you have already found him and have begun to get to know him and to love him and to hold your conversation with him. I beg our Lord to help us make up our minds to nourish in our souls the one noble ambition that matters, the only one that is really worthwhile to get to know Jesus. The uh, second part of this walking with our Lord it's not only walking with our Lord, or walking with our Lord involves, yes, adoring Him, yes, living in Him, yes, resting in Him, even dozing off in front of Him, but incarnating what He says. It requires struggle. Prayer, albeit indispensable, you need that refueling in His life does not dispense us from struggling to acquire those virtues that are part of walking with Christ. He says, I am the way. Why does he say that? He says, I'm the truth. What's the purpose of truth? Truth, we contemplate truth. We meditate on truth. He says, I'm the way. 
which means I have to walk with him. I have to do what is walking with him. I have to duplicate his life and incarnate his teaching. And we're not going to make 10 resolutions to live these eight beatitudes. I mean, this is a work of a lifetime. Where do I need to focus my struggle so that I walk along that way that leads to life, which is another word for holiness? And the Holy Father says here, to be evangelizers of souls, we need to develop a spiritual taste for being close to people's lives and to discover that this is itself a source of greater joy. Mission is at once a passion for Jesus and a passion for his people. And to have this love for people, our Lord says, these are the building blocks. We're not going to put all these things into practice constantly, but you know, a great tennis player is still a great tennis player, even if he's sitting in a living room sipping coffee. He's still a great tennis player. Or, you know, a mathematician is still a great mathematician, if that's what he is or she is, while reading the sports section of the paper. So in other words, that these things are not always being manifested. But part of this passion to be with people, to attract people, is that I can identify with the concerns of people. That's what our Lord says, those who mourn. Since others are another self, and as I walk with our Lord, my heart expands. That hunger and thirst for righteousness, it's a holy anxiety that people don't know him. They don't have this freedom. They don't have this access to joy and healing. These are the sentiments I want. I want to develop a merciful heart that my understanding for others grows, that knowing my own defects, I will be more merciful with the others. This purity of heart, which is a lot more than just avoiding occasions of sin, as much as growing in, in love for others and love for our Lord in a more wholehearted way. Well, we finish up using a holy card of a sister who passed away a few years ago, and she wanted this on her holy card. Lord, from now on, and we ask you, Lord, help us make these sentiments our own through the intercession of Mary. Lord, from now on, let me be another, no longer me, but that other person you would like me to be. Let me not deny you anything you ask of me. Let me know how to pray. Let me know how to suffer. Let me not worry about anything except your glory. Let me feel your presence all the time. May I love the Father. May I hunger for you, my Jesus, in a permanent communion. May the Holy Spirit set me on fire. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for